This episode brought to you by Audible, and today you can receive a free audiobook and 30-day free trial by visiting audibletrial.com slash sports. Listen to your audiobook anywhere, anytime. Exploring the impact of sports. Welcome, Welcome to Rich Take on Sports, the sports podcast with life. Having conversations and hearing personal stories from those who have been impacted, built, and inspired by the role of sports in their lives. Here's your host, Richmond Weaver. This is episode 60. I am your host, Richmond Weaver, and glad you're listening through whatever format that might be. And thanks for being an investor by investing your time to listen. We often hear the term hidden gem, which by definition just simply means something which is extremely outstanding and that not many people know. Our guest this episode, Anthony Miller, easily fits into that category. A native of Memphis, Tennessee, Anthony, commonly known as Ant, finished his college career at the University of Memphis, going from an overlooked walk-on wide receiver to being named all-conference first team in the American Athletic Conference and also to the 2017 Consensus All-American team. While owning every major career receiving record at Memphis, he also joined Isaac Bruce as the only other wide receiver in Memphis history to record over 1,000 receiving yards in a season and he actually did it twice. He also broke Isaac's single-season receiving yards record that stood for 24 years. His athleticism also reaches beyond the football field as he was a state 110-meter hurdle champion and a runner-up in the long jump in high school. And now, episode 60 with Anthony Miller. Anthony, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know the pro day is finally over and now you're getting ready for the upcoming draft. So is at this point now you get a little time to relax? Not really, um, because it's like every other day I'm going to be having to take flights out. Um, I'm going to be having to take like official visits to teams. It's like kind of all over uh, a little bit, but you know, I never took any official visits like that. You know, since I was walking on, but it's kind of cool. It's like I'm going through recruiting or something right now. And that was something that you, in retrospect, you didn't really have a true recruiting process. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, coaches came up to the school and stuff, but they never really offered for me to come up and see the campus or anything like that. So this, this is kind of all pretty new to me. Well, I know you got to be excited about it, and obviously you had a good pro day, and you might need to be careful with uh, other interviews that you're going to have because the Memphis Grizzlies might be giving you a call after seeing that 39-inch vertical on your pro day. Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, man, uh, I've just really been working on, uh, you know, my, my, my stuff, you know, as far as um, getting right for the combine. Uh, I, well, not the combine, but for my pro day, I knew I was going to have to perform uh, pretty well, so uh, that 39 inch vertical it surprised me a little bit. Uh, actually, I when when I was training, I believe the highest I jumped was probably like a 36, 30, 37. Um, so when I when I uncorked that one, it it, it kind of came as a surprise to me. Well, that's a big difference for sure, two to three inches. Was it adrenaline? You think? Uh, I believe so. You know, the the weight room was packed. That's where we did our uh, the vertical. Uh, it was it was just packed with coaches and and scouts and um, 
also my family uh, was in there, and um, I, I, I just felt that all eyes were on me, so uh, I had to give them something to see. Now, was that nerve-wracking, or are you enjoying the process of having the eyes on you since we talked about you never had this true recruiting process, and now you're actually involved in that. So was that extra motivation for you to now that the eyes are on you? Well, you know, it's, it's definitely exciting. Uh, it's, it's exciting to be able to uh, be be a part of this process and not only just be a part of it, but be uh, one of the guys that, you know, eyes are really on. So, um, like, I, I just knew that coming into Pro Day, and um, I, I just knew I had to perform well. And does it even really matter who you get drafted by? Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't matter at all. I just I just want an opportunity, and I hope I get drafted. You know, uh, pretty pretty early because I I feel like I'm one of the better receivers in the draft. So it, it really doesn't matter where I get my opportunity, just as long as I get one. And before you got to this point, and even before the walk on though, and before the tattoos that you have, the Memphis sleeve, there was a Anthony Miller growing up in Memphis. So. Walk back into your memory lane, and what's your earliest memories of sports? Uh, my earliest memories of sports probably wasn't a good one. Uh, the first time I uh, ever participated in a football game, I was five years old. And the first time I got the ball, I ran backwards, probably about uh, 20 yards. <laughs> and that was, that was the first time I ever touched the football. But ever since then, you know, I've just been getting the gist of the sport and uh, I, I really made it my own. Uh, it's it just become such, such fun to me. Um, it's opened so many opportunities for me, and uh, I just can't wait to see what's in store. Now, what was the gravitational pull to football? Why choose football? Well, my dad, he took me through a, um, a lot of sports. You know, I, I played soccer, you know, t-ball, uh, baseball. You know, I, I, just, I just did a lot of things like that. And... Uh, football I, I just really enjoyed it uh he, he he made me do like just a whole bunch of sports like i said uh and just football was the one of the sports that that stuck football and track i i just continued those sports uh throughout my high school career and uh when when i got to college it, it was all football so i was just to focus on football and in high school did you just focus on track and football and didn't play any other sports yeah, I didn't play other sports in high school. So were you also playing offense and defense in high school, or what positions did you play? I played corner in the ninth grade, but I really started focusing uh, on receiver uh, in the in the 10th grade. I really didn't play both sides at all. The 10th grade is when I really just started focusing solely on receivers. And who were some of the wide receivers growing up that you looked up to and what sports team, professional football team, were you a fan of? Uh, well, you know, I really liked the Dallas Cowboys. My dad was a big Dallas Cowboys fan, so I always watched them on Sundays. We always made made it a point to watch them. I also watched a guy, uh, Steve Smith. Uh, he, he was one of the guys that I just really tried to uh, emulate my game after because he just played with such intensity and such passion. Even though he was he was considered like a small receiver, he, he played big and uh he played with a lot of heart and that's kind of the guy that I am. I'm not I'm not a huge receiver. Uh I'm under six feet. I'm uh in that category, but 
uh, you're starting to see guys like Odell and um, and Antonio Brown and uh, Nelson Aguilar and guys like that that are really starting to change the game of football as, as far as receiver-wise. They're starting to, you know, set the bar really high. You know, uh, you don't have to be tall, you know, to make plays. So I can set myself in that category and just excited to be at this next level. Well, we're definitely going to be able to continue to be friends because I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan as well. Oh, really? Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, sir. So, I, yes, I, I grew up uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, growing up in the 70s and 80s. So, I, I've yeah. had the success and then had the downturn and then the early 90s, obviously, uh, when they got back to prominence again. Now, from a wide receiver's perspective, as you mentioned, like the Steve Smith and those type of receivers, do you feel more comfortable playing on the inside or the outside? You know, I'm I'm very versatile in my game. I can play inside and outside, but I I would prefer playing on the inside just because, you know, I'd have that two-way go playing against that safety or linebacker. Uh, You know, I I feel like I'm difficult to cover uh, in space, so... Uh, I would I would love to play on the inside if uh, I had a choice. And are you much of a trash talker out there? Speaking of those cornerbacks and safeties, uh, you know if if it comes to that, you know I, I'll talk a little trash, but uh, <laughs> I'd rather let my my game game just speak for itself. But you know if, if a guy decides to talk trash and he feel like he could just uh, talk talk all game, you know that's that's a part of the game. You got to have a little trash talk in you, so. I, I, you know, I talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's all. And I know you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder since you were somewhat overlooked. So that day in high school, I've read about the story of quote unquote signing day and you are going to be a walk on at Memphis, but there's really not a signing day. So share that story about signing day. Yeah, well, um, I really didn't want to participate in signing day because uh, I, I knew I wasn't signing any, any letter of intent, you know, to go to school anywhere. So I was just going to let those guys have it, the guys that were actually signing. But certain people, they just they just told me to go up there and just put the hat on, just telling people that I, I was going. Because I was pretty good. Well, I was really good in, in high school. And so I know people were expecting uh, me to sign a letter of intent to somewhere. But it came as a surprise to a lot of people that I was I was walking on. So that day, we all sat at the table. We put our hats on. And I, I had a sheet of paper. Well, I don't know what was on that sheet of paper, but they gave me a pen, and we took a picture like I was actually signing something. So that, that, that's how that went. And from that perspective, though, was there other schools that wanted you to be a preferred walk-on as well? Other schools, they, they really didn't give me that option. Uh, Coach Dickey, who was uh, the OC at that time, uh, he had frequently came up to uh, Christian Brothers and he, he told me I would, I would be a great fit at Memphis and uh, I could really help them out. And he, he really met, helped me to believe that uh, I would be something at Memphis. So I just decided to go with them just because he, he put in so much effort uh, just just to get me there. So I would, Coach Dickey is one of the reasons why uh, I decided to come to Memphis. How difficult was it, though, when you get to Memphis, you redshirt your freshman year, but then your second year, you have an injury, so you have to miss the entire season. So basically, it's two years without actually playing in a game. How difficult was that transition for you then? 
Oh man, uh, it it was pretty difficult. You know, that two years of not being on the field, and uh, I'm so I'm I'm used to doing doing things. You know, especially during football season. So it was kind of hard, but at the same time, I knew uh, my goals and I knew uh, what I could do on the field. So in order to do that, I was gonna have to put the work in. You know, rehab and just get back to my normal self. And, you know, that's just what I had to do. You know, uh, nobody was going to give me anything. I had to earn everything I was going to get. So uh, in order to do that, I just had to get my body back right and so I could compete again. And then you also have to deal with a coaching change from Coach Fuente, who goes to Virginia Tech, and then Coach Norvell that comes in. So were you embracing the change or was it a shock to you that Coach Fuente left? At first, it came as a shock to all of us. Uh, you know, me and my teammates, you know, some of them cried when Coach Fuente left because it came as, as such a surprise. But I, I did a little research on Coach Norvell, and uh, I knew he came from Arizona State, which they, they had a, a, a high-powered offense at the, at the time before he left. And uh, I knew he would he would give me a lot of opportunity to get the ball. And I just had to realize that in this business, where where a guy coaches is it, not permanent, so it, it, it's just a business at, at the end of the day. And if that guy has to move he and make the decision uh, for the best decision for his family, then that's just what he has to do. And uh, that's just something I had to realize uh, early on in my college career. And did you have to prove yourself to Coach Norvell as well, or had you been on scholarship at this point? Uh, I, I was on scholarship at this point. You know the year. After my uh, freshman year, the redshirt freshman year when I was about to play, that's when Coach Fuente gave me that scholarship. The summer going going into the season, and I, I'm I'm grateful for Coach Fuente for giving me that scholarship uh, so early because you know some a lot of guys don't they gotta wait till their junior year just to get a scholarship. So I was blessed to be able to re- receive one at that time. And was that a surprise to get the scholarship at that time? I felt like I deserved it, you know, because I, I had won Scout Team Player of the Year. Um, my freshman year, I was just putting in so much work. I was going so hard. Um, I felt like I was catching a lot of eyes. I was gaining the respect of my teammates. Uh, it felt like every day somebody was telling me that it, it was crazy that I wasn't even on, that I'm not on scholarship. So when that when that paper finally came, it was, it was just like a breath of fresh air. But it, 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 it was it was fought for, you know, it, it, nothing was given to me, you know. Uh, I believe I earned that each and every day I stepped on that practice field. Was there a point, though, that during that year that you get injured, were you thinking, good grief, here we go again? Why me with all of this adversity? Yeah, I asked that question to myself. Um, but, you know, uh, my mom always says, you know, God always does things for a reason. I, that's something you can never question is God's plan and uh, whatever, whatever whatever he has in store for me, whatever his plan of action is for me, you know, I, I, I can't help but to, you know, just go with it. So yeah, that's, that's something I, I, I didn't stress about too much in life. You're, you're going to hit bumps in the road, you know, so you just got to take, take those punches on the chin and, and, and just keep going. And uh, that's what, that's what I did. And I, I believe that's why I'm here today. Has faith been an important part of your life? Oh, yes, sir. You know, faith is it's just something that's been instilled in me from the time I started playing sports. I may not have been the biggest guy on the field, the fastest guy on the field, but 
uh, I persevered through through a lot of things, and you know that was that was just that injury was just something that I I had to get through. So so I just had to swallow that pill and keep going. That's right. And are you driven by self motivation, or do you like when people are pushing you? I'm driven. I'm driven by self motivation. You know, I, I I trust in my ability. If a coach uh, decides that he wants to push me a little little harder than you know I accept coaching you know openly you know uh, I'm not I'm not a guy that can't be coached or anything like that but coach doesn't have to uh, motivate me to you know want to play football he doesn't have to motivate me to want to be great because I, I already love the game so that's something that a, a coach would never have to worry about and what is it that's driving you is it a fear of failure or the pursuit of success um, I believe the pursuit of success because I've failed before. Um, there, there have been times where, uh, you know, I, we may have lost the game, you know, or uh, I've, I've dropped a pass or, uh, you know, I, I've made a wrong decision. You know, uh, I've, I've always had to deal with, with failure. You know what I mean? So that's something, that's something that comes with life. You know, you fail, you, you, you get knocked down, you, you get back up again. If I get knocked down, I, I won't stay down for long. So um, that's that's always been my mentality. And where does that come from? That type of mentality. Uh, I really don't even know where that comes from. You know, uh, I, I guess my parents they they've always told me that uh, you know nothing's going to be given to me ever. It's, it's a cold world out here, so uh, everything you get, you you're going to have to earn, and uh, you're going to have to work for it. So that's just something that I've taken and ran with you know my my parents they they've always been there for me through thick and thin but they they can tell you that I've really really picked up the pace with with that uh mentality obviously so as you come on the scene your redshirt junior year and so how close were you to deciding to enter the NFL draft after your junior year uh i i was i was actually close until you know i just saw a lot of junior receivers they were deciding to, you know, just leave early, and uh, it, it was actually like it was a whole bunch of them. And I also got a grade back from the NFL saying I should come back to school, even though I had the year that I had. But you know, I, I really didn't want to come back. Actually, um, you know, I, I was thinking of all those the, the, the winter workouts, you know, the summer workouts, you know, being at Memphis, it, it, it's kind of brutal, you know, when it when it comes to uh, the workouts and the schedule that you have to go by. And I was thinking about, you know, going through that one more year, you know, but it's a decision that, you know, I just, I just prayed about and, uh, it, it, it happened to work out, you know, uh, that next year I exceeded what I did the year before. So, uh, it was a good decision. I think that's what you might have referred to as God's plan. Yep. Because I am a big believer in that as well. There's no coincidences in life. Now, coming back, though, your senior year, what type of goals did you set for yourself? And what were you setting for the team at that point? I just wanted wanted to win, you know, a conference championship. I wanted to uh, go to the Peach Bowl. And uh, coming towards the end of the year, we, we were very close to achieving that. We we made it to the conference championship and we lost in the heartbreaker. Uh, you know, uh, I believe me and my teammates we gave it every we gave it everything we had, uh, and I, I couldn't be more proud of them. 
uh, you know, for for sticking with the plan and just working so hard to get there. You would have to argue that that might have been the most memorable and exciting conference championship game of all last year. Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, you know, that was a game that everybody should remember. Um, you know, we, we just fought so hard. And that last play, you know, I, I hate to watch it sometimes, but uh, it was just a, a miscommunication on some levels. And uh, that was a play that, that we, we would love to get back, you know, as a team. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Now, at what point did you, after the success that you're having, that you start feeling very confident that, all right, my, my dream of NFL, it's coming to fruition. When, when did that start sinking in for you? Really after that, after that uh, conference championship, um, I, had, I, I, I had a great game. You know, I, I had a game that it, I surprised myself. You know, I, I, I did things that uh, I had done before in my career. And, um, you know, it was just a lot of buzz going on about it. And um, I, I, I just knew I, I would have a chance at that next level because uh, of the hard work that uh, I put in each and every day. And uh, it, was, it was finally going to pay off. And speaking of surprising yourself, are there times out on the field where you actually made a catch and you're running back to the huddle and you're like, I don't even know how I just did that? There, there were a couple of plays uh, like like last year. Uh, I believe I made a one hand catch against uh, USF. I see that play all the time on the internet. You know, it, it's still circulating around. Uh, that's a play that surprised me. I caught a, I caught the ball with three fingers, and uh, that's a play. Those are the type of plays you just can't can't plan to do. You know, you can't get online and just okay, I'm about to catch it like this. But that that's something that definitely surprised me, and I've. I've made other catches like that as well. And so with that, are there times that you even practice trying to make one-handed catches? Oh, yeah. I do that every day. Matter of fact, I always practice the one-hand catch because you never know. There's going to be times where it's only going to be one hand available. Our coach always stresses to use two hands, but sometimes the fact of the matter is you you got to use that one hand because your, your other hand might be tied up or the ball just may... They may be just out of reach, uh, you know, for two hands. So uh, that's something that I practice. And it seems like you and Riley Ferguson obviously had some type of connection. For two years, you guys were elite in terms of the number of catches that you had and the yards and the touchdowns. And so obviously you had a connection with him. But were there times, though, that you, you're saying, hey, man, I'm wide open. you got to give me the ball. Yeah, you know, I believe uh, quarterbacks and receivers, they always have that conversation, you know, especially when uh, you have a quarterback that good and a receiver that good, you know, uh, they're, they're going to, we, we butted heads uh, a couple times, but uh, we, we, we knew that it was just because we wanted to be great and we wanted to take advantage of every opportunity that we had. And what about your first touchdown you score at Memphis? Do you vividly remember that? Oh yeah, I do. Uh, actually, he came from Paxton Lynch. We were about at the uh, the twenty some yard line, and I had a fade route uh, to the field, and uh, it was against Cincinnati. I, I caught it. I, I broke the tackle from the corner, and I just remember running up the sideline, and I barely heard the crowd because it was just it was just so crazy to me how um, I had finally got my moment, and 
uh, I had took advantage of it. Uh, I actually got a flag on my first touchdown because I uh, I did a little celebration, but <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, that that's something that I, I I I don't regret it at all. You know, my teammates were excited for me. Uh, well, Coach Fuente he he told me don't do that again, but uh, I, I think he he was excited for me as well. <laughs> so what did you do? What was the celebration that caused the flag? You know, it was, it was a dance called the Dab. It was, it was a pretty popular dance at that point in time. And uh, I believe I was the, one of the first players in college football to uh, actually do that uh, in a game. And uh, I believe it was, it was, it was pretty clean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because you did see it uh, for a few years that people would do that. So it's a bummer that you got the flag. Yeah, yeah, it was a bummer, but... Uh, oh, well, oh, well. Move on, as, as you said, next chapter. And now you go on to have unbelievable junior and senior year, and you've got a lot of videotape and a lot of content for NFL scouts when they're reviewing your playing career. But were you disappointed that you really didn't get to participate 100% at the NFL Combine and continue showing your skills? Yeah. You know, it was, it was first time being at the Combine and not being able to uh, you know, participate and display my skills uh, on national TV, but it's just something that uh, I, I, I just had to be patient with. You know, like I said, it's some certain stuff that you can't control. Uh, I was actually cleared for my foot injury before the combine. I had been training for like about a week, but I felt that that wasn't enough to put up the numbers that I wanted to. So uh, I, just, I just had to be patient and uh, I just supported the other guys who were there. I uh, developed a lot of relationships with the coaches there. I, I had good meetings, and I just had to take advantage of the other things that I could do. Again, that's just another point of adversity that you have this Jones fracture. So is there times that you think about why have you been able to push through adversity and some other people, they don't? Um, You know, I believe some some guys they just never had to you know just fight for something in their life you know uh, they've always had those stars coming out out of high school you know as soon as they got to college they were you know I, I guess pampered in a sense you know uh, they were already recognized you know they didn't have to work that hard to keep the spot that they had and I my story is just completely different I came into school with uh no stars um I, I was a walk on uh nobody really knew me and uh I just had to let my play speak for itself and I had to earn the right to you know do certain things so you know it is all my all my career I I've, I've had to fight for for what I want you have and it's that grind that you've been going through and so do you enjoy the grind Oh yeah, I, I I enjoy it. Uh, you know, I I enjoy getting better. You know, I enjoy perfecting my craft. Um, you know, I I've always said that no matter how good I get, uh, I could always get better. You know, like that that's something that some guys fail to realize. You know, while while you're not working and like while you think you got it going on, you know, it's a it's another guy that's like probably working twice as hard as you right now try and take your spot so uh I, i've been working you know for for years just to just to make sure that uh, a, a guy will never have that opportunity 
to to say that you know he he took my spot or you know I I would I would never get dropped from the team because I. I didn't. I didn't work hard, or I didn't dedicate myself. And I know that that grind that you mentioned—it's actually tattooed on your arm, the Memphis sleeve. I've heard you describe it as, and Grind City is one of your tattoos. So, what was the first tattoo you got, though? Uh, first tattoo that I got was a line on my chest. Actually, covers the left side of my chest. That was the first one that I got, and I feel like. It described me perfectly, you know, you know, lions, they're, they're kings, they're kings anywhere they are, and they have such authority, you know, wherever they are, they're, they're assertive, um, you know, and I, I feel like that was myself, you know, uh, anywhere that I go, uh, I want to, I want to make my presence felt, especially with the way I play uh, on the field, and I just feel like it describes me perfectly. And how many tattoos do you have total now? Now, um, I have... Let's see. Well, I, ooh, it might be too many to count. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or maybe eight tattoos right now. And what was the most painful one? I would say the one that was on the inside of my arm because it, it has such a, you know, that's such a soft spot. Uh, the inside of your arm, it, it gets pretty tender, pretty, pretty fast. So. I would say that one hurt the most. And what is on the inside of your arm there? On the inside of my arm, it says there's only one way to succeed in anything, and that is to give everything. And uh, it has a little shading behind it. And uh, I got that one because, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. If you have your mindset on anything that you want to do, you got to give your all or uh, you're not going to see the result that you want to see. So is that your words of wisdom, your life mantra that you focus on each day? Yeah, oh, yeah. Each day, you know, uh, there are obstacles you're going to hit, you know, on your journey to success. But you, you just got to you you just gotta put your all into uh, what you're doing. You got to put your all into that journey. And uh, if you don't, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to hit more obstacles than, than you want to. So... Um, I believe you, you just got to be dedicated to what you're doing. And I actually, it's funny you think about my tattoos because I got one uh, yesterday. <laughs> I actually got a tattoo yesterday. All right. Well, you got to share that. What's, what's the newest, what's the latest tattoo then? Yeah, it's, it's on the other side of my chest. It says, uh, hold on. It says, it, it's, it's, like a, it's like a pretty, you know, inspirational quote. It says, hold on, because it takes me a, it takes me a minute to, it's, this is a long one that I actually got from Coach Dave. Uh, he was my, he was my receiver coach back at Memphis and he always had, uh, you know, things that, uh, he would say to us uh, almost every day that, you know, just, just pertain to just like living, living a better life. And this one says, and who, hold on. Oh, I'm about to get to it right now so I can tell you exactly what it says because I don't want to give you an abbreviated version. Well, now, if you're driving, I don't want you to get in trouble while you're driving <laughs> trying to read it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay, it says, And those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. And that basically means that, you know, it's your vision. Whatever you see yourself doing, uh, just do it. Um, whatever people's opinions of you, uh, they, they, they don't really matter because, you know, they're not going to be the ones that, 
you know, put the work in to get to get to where you're going. You know, you got to put the work in. And if if they think you're crazy for pursuing your dreams, then uh, you know that's on them. You know what I mean? That's right. It is. That, that's a them problem. Yep. Yep. Now, how long did that take to get that tattoo then? Uh, it took about two and a half hours. Um, because he. My guy, he he did he did some extra stuff around it. Uh, you know, I didn't just get the word, so it took about two and a half hours. And again, I know it had to be somewhat painful as well, though, for sure. Oh yeah, don't ever let someone say you know tattoos don't hurt. You know, anywhere you get one, it is gonna hurt. Uh, in some places more than others, but this one hurt pretty bad. I I'm not gonna lie, it was on the other side of my chest, uh, and it hit some a part of my shoulder as well. So, yeah, it, it, it was pretty painful. Speaking of painful, was there a particular game or play that you remember that was the hardest that you've ever been hit? Ooh, see, in college, I didn't get just obliterated like that. But the one hit that I can remember, it came in Little League football. It was like my first taste of, you know, getting just blasted. I believe I, I had broken a long run. I was in the middle of the field. And I had juked one guy, uh, and I thought I was all good, but I didn't get my head around to see the other guy. He just, he just cleaned my clock, man. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a, that's a play that I, I'll never forget. As the coaches say, got to keep that head on a swivel, right? Got to keep that head on a swivel. <laughs> well, finishing up here, Anthony. Other than sports, obviously being an avenue for a professional career for you, what do you take from sports and how it's impacted your life? You know, sports is it's not just you know getting on the field and playing. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity of having you know great coaches and great groups of teammates, and uh, you know, you just learn so many life lessons. First of all, you get taught to uh, work hard for whatever you want to get. Uh, you get taught to you know, just just work to achieve your goal. Um, if you if you're not dedicated in those meetings, if you're not dedicated to you know getting treatment, uh, if you're not dedicated to your playbook, the way you practice, then you're just not gonna you're just not gonna succeed. And um, it also teaches you how to deal with failure. You know, uh, sometimes you, you you're not gonna win every game. There are gonna be times where you're uh, hurt or injured. And uh, you just got to persevere through that. You know, things just aren't going to be given to you. You know, there is going to be going to hit times where, uh, you know, all you all you have is yourself and you just, you're just going to have to fight through. And another thing sports has taught me uh, is teamwork, you know, working with other people. You know, it, it's not it's not all about you sometimes. You know, sometimes you got to do things that you don't want to do for the greater good of the of the team. You know, uh, sometimes you got to make that block. Sometimes you you got to be on special teams. Uh, you got to do anything, uh, you know, to help the team win. And say say you're not doing that good in the classroom. You know that that hurts the team. You know, because uh, what if, what if you don't get to you know participate just just because your grades aren't right? You know that those are certain things that you know I just learned throughout my sports career, and uh, I'm just looking forward to more things that. You know, I can learn because uh, I'm I'm always open to you know gaining more knowledge. Well, there is no doubt that leaders continue to learn, and it sounds like you're embracing that concept of wanting 
to learn more. And it's been an honor being able to learn more about your story. And I greatly appreciate your time today, Anthony. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate the opportunity. The one thing we know about hidden gems is that eventually their shine becomes so bright that their excellence can no longer be hidden. Even through the ups and downs of life and adversity that we all might face, it's evident that Ant continues to prove that being overlooked doesn't mean that the pursuit of excellence has to diminish his ability to shine. Now that finishes episode 60. And remember, focus forward so we don't live in the past. All the best, everyone. You've been listening to Rich Take on Sports, the sports podcast with life. Visit richtakeonsports.com to subscribe and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. You can also follow us on Twitter at Rich Take Sports. Thanks for listening.